Hello, I'm Rachel Richards and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug where we use research by experts and our own experience to discuss everything and anything to do with parenting teenagers. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist and musician and mother of three teenagers. Two of them are twins. As a parenting coach and mother of two teenagers and two stepdaughters, I've seen the transformative power of getting people together to share ideas and support each other. So here we are. Welcome, pull up a chair and let's begin. Now, Susie, we are going to talk about a really controversial topic, which I have been desperate not to go into for quite some time but the time has arrived because we have been contacted by a listener who said please 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 can you talk about Andrew Tate I have three sons and two of them seem to be quite enamored with Mm. him and I'm not sure how I deal with this as a parent now there's plenty of material about Andrew Tate online but here are a couple of quotes to give you a sense of how he thinks You have to understand that life is war. It's a war for the female you want. It's a war for the car you want. It's a war for the money you want. It's a war for status. Masculine life is war. And a second quote, if you put yourself in a position to be raped, you must bear some responsibility. So we will talk about him, but let's do something positive first and we'll talk (laughs) about our nuggets. So Susie, what have you been, uh, what have you learned this week? Well, I've been circling around that old favourite that we've talked about before. The quote, parenting teenagers is becomes like a part-time job, but full-time availability. And that just seems to be coming up this, this couple of weeks of, you know, you're not needed as much physically, like when they're little and you have to be there, you know all the time helping them doing all the different things when the teenagers they disappear off to their rooms or they're out with mates but when they need you they need you so the Mm. full-time availability Um, and of course that's not necessary or um, always practical to be always available of course not sure Um, and they're capable of of you not jumping at everything they do Um, but the idea when they need help with work or they need help with with an issue that that you're available um, or they can't sleep or you know that just little things um, that you can just be there. Um, so my daughter needed help going to sleep the other night, um, needed help with some physio. Um, they've got a French test. Can you test me on that, mom? Can you, you know, do you want to make cookies? And just things like that, little tiny things. And, and I was just thinking over the last couple of weeks, they really add up. Mm. And I'm not always there. Of course, I go out and do other things. That's also good for them. <laughs> but that you are available. I and think it's it that matters. sense that you're their greatest ally, that yeah. if they need a bit of support, they can just come to you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a big thing. No, it can be five mm. minutes and then yeah, they're gone. I love that. Yeah. yeah. We talked uh, in the last episode about consequences and a mother contacted me about her daughter who keeps nagging her to the point that she'll finally that the daughter will finally hit the mother and so for example um, I want some chocolate buttons and the mother says no and then Mm. the daughter keeps saying all evening I want I want I want Mm. one and so the mother said what do I do about this and I said well so let's go back to the principles that we discussed in that podcast and the the principles are if you're going to put in place a consequence it needs to be short it needs to be something that they care about and that's relevant they need you need to be clear about the behavior that has to change and they also need to know how they can earn it back so in this example I said what you need to do is you need to say to her, right, sweetie, uh, you can't keep asking me for something. When I've said no, you know, I've given you a reason and, you know, is are you not accepting? Do you think that's, that reason's un- unreasonable? So you can be open to dialogue if you think it's an important issue. 
And then you say, right, I'm going to take away, and in this example, it was her phone because she's obsessed with her phone, for an hour. doesn't need to be longer than that, an hour. And then you can have a think about whether you want to keep nagging me. And it's a bad habit you've got into. You're not a bad person. It's just a bad habit. Uh, and then the mother said, well, what about if she then nags me? What do I do? And I said, okay, so if during that hour she nags you, you then say, oh, sweetie, you're finding this really hard, aren't you? And it is difficult to change a bad habit. So let's start the clock again. So we're going to do another hour. Is there anything else that we can do to remind you not to behave like that? And it's just about breaking a cycle of a habit that's formed that needs to be addressed. And as soon as the hour's up, you can give it back to her. If she then does it again, you just revert back to it. So don't think, oh, it doesn't work. Just think it takes time to change bad habits. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my house, they just take the chocolate buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's a whole different story. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I I think mine would, you know, when it comes to treats like that, they would discuss it with With me. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to change that then. Yeah, I remember as a a teenager going around to someone else's house and she said, do you want a biscuit? And I just said, are you allowed to have just biscuits? <laughs> she said, yeah, why not? And I was like, oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> I have to put them in a different cupboard for right. me and my daughter. Otherwise, the boys just scoff, scoff the lock. Them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Inhale them. Yeah. I've seen parents who basically have, uh, you know, here are your snacks. Yeah. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And these are my snacks. <laughs> and here is a padlock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. Let's back to this uh, subject that's pretty tricky. Some more quotes. Um Here's one that's infamous. I'm not a rapist, but I like the idea of just being able to do what I want. I like being free. And another one, don't listen to the advice of people who are living lives you don't want to live. And finally, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. You've got to do something and you've got to do something fast. You just sitting around talking about it and hoping for things to get better isn't going to do anything. I, in in researching it, I actually went down what people always call rabbit hole because I was trying to get my head around who this, what, what kind of language he was using mm. that was so attractive. Yeah. And what, why was he becoming so infamous? Mm. And there were a few words that were coming up all the time, like the matrix. Yeah. So that took me off on a little wonder around the internet. And I discovered there's a woman called um, Laura Bates, who's an author, and she's based in the UK. She's spent most of the last decade educating school children about sexism. And she says in the last few years, she's noticed an increasing sense of hostility, aggression and anger in boys' attitudes towards women. Mm. And she was trying to put her finger on what was happening. And she said she'll be in a meeting with these boys and suddenly they interrupt her. And they will start trotting out false statistics about rape and claiming men are more likely to be victims of domestic violence and incorrect stats about gender pay gaps. And they were arriving Mm. with this information, you know, it's written down. And she said, she then said, well, where are you, where are you getting this information? And they'd say online. And what she then started discovering was that there's a community online. I mean, it's not just her discovering it. It's it's the truth is there's a community online that these boys are accessing. Mm. And it's not just Andrew Tate. He's just one of the many people who are in this. And she said the worry is that you've got neutral boys who go out looking and they end up in this area. Now, so what, what are we talking about? What area are we talking about? It's called the manosphere. It's been dubbed that. And it's a network of online men's communities that oppose women's empowerment and support sexist and anti-feminist ideologies. 
So mm. that mounts, that sounds like a quite a sort of little corner of the internet. Mm. Not it's, so little. It's not. No. It's, not. It, it's actually changing and there are reasons why it's changing. They attribute all kinds of social issues to feminists and women um, and many of them support hostility. So here are the four main categories. Uh, there's MRA, men's rights advocates, and they're pushing for political reforms that will benefit men. And, you know, making fun, harassing feminists, other female public figures. MGTOW, so men going their own way, claims that because women are such poison, men should entirely disregard them. Um, they may date women, but they'd never go into anything serious. And in fact, some of them say, right, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to be friends with women. Wow. Pick up artists or PUAs, and these instruct men in seduction techniques so they can better attract women. And the, the methods frequently entail treating women unfairly, insulting them, disobeying their consent, all those sorts of things. And actually, you know, Andrew Tate sort of, he's in these, mm, you know, because yeah. he's, you know, he's known to have used the lover boy method where yeah. you're, you're basically, you, you use them as an instrument yeah. of what you want, right? And then incels or involuntary celibates, and they feel they're entitled to a relationship with a woman, but they're unable to do it. So, and this is a shortened phrase, and it comes from. It was actually created by a woman, ironically, oh. called Alana in the late nineties, and she was in her mid twenties, had just begun dating, and started a website for lonely people who were well into adulthood and seemed unable to find love or sexual partners. Mm -hmm. And it, it was supposed to be a positive space. She eventually left it, and it was then taken over by men. Right. Yes, and. In these communities, you know, these men say they're denied sexual and romantic partners by society. Women are to blame. And you could say, well, this is, you know, these poor men. But actually, it's it's become so problematic that there has been violence towards women yeah. and deaths yeah. as a result. It's really so serious. It's really, it's really actually, predatory. Yes. So... And if you think about it, if you've got a lonely young man, whatever age he is, and he thinks, oh, I'd like to get a girlfriend. And men like that say, well, you can't get a girlfriend because all the girls have become feminists and they're all left wing mm. and they're not interested in you. That's going to make you quite upset and angry. Mm, right? yeah. So so this is the manosphere. So I've laid out what we're talking about and you can spot manosphere language. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I chatted with one of my daughters last night because I thought, ah, oh, let's test this. Mm. And I mentioned some of the words and because I mentioned the manosphere and she said, no, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And then I mentioned some of the words. She went, oh, yeah, all the boys are using those words. Yeah, I'm going to go home and, and ask mine because we spoke about it in preparation for talking about it here. And they, they were really, you know, not interested in Undertake. It was hideous and awful. But I'm going to test with the language and see how. how yes, that how prevalent it is. So, for example, uh, quite a bit of it comes from The Matrix, the film. Mm, and yeah. Andrew Tate kept mentioning the Matrix, yeah. and I kept, he still does it. And yeah. I was thinking, what is what, what is that? So, what he, is it? Little dog whistle for the Manosphere. So, yeah. it's and your other conspiracy stuff. <laughs> correct, you know, correct. And this is yeah. exploded as yeah. a result of COVID and all yeah. sorts of. So, there's the red pill, and the red pillars. Um, do, do, basically, they believe the world is unfair and stacked against men in favour of women, and that the overway, the only way of overcoming this is by becoming an alpha male, going to the gym, treating women poorly. You're awake. You're mm. awake to what society has been trying to force on you, and you do things differently yeah. because you've taken the red pill. And this mm. comes from that film. Yeah. Um, Blue pill is a state of blissful ignorance brought on by refusing to take the red pill. So you've said, I don't actually want to be aware. I'm going to stick within society mm. and, you know, I'm not going to accept the, the truth, right? 
And then there's actually a black pill. And they argue that men are systematically oppressed, but think that the only solution to overcome this will be drastic to change of society and using violent means. So that's really Brilliant. <laughs> that's like the far end of it. So other words, terms they'll use, alpha male or chad. Mm-hmm. And a Chad is an appealing, successful man wanted by all women, basically. Mm. You know, he's in their opinion. In their opinion. <laughs> Beta male, a typical man who has not taken the red pill and is inferior to the alpha male. Mm-hmm. Femoid or foid is a term for female humanoid, primarily used by incels. And gynocentrism, which is a belief that women control and rule society. I sort of studied, looked into that a bit more. And actually, it's this idea that women will only choose up and across in terms of status. Mm -hmm. So men necessarily then have to either be one of the top men or they have to trade down. And I don't know how they are actually assessing who's who's up. Who's up? Yes, it's it's very, it's a very, yes, it's it's scary because it's so dehumanizing. Yeah, massively. And the reason, so why has this become more prevalent? Yeah, and I think that's the interesting point, and you, you brought that up, because he's, I mean, I've looked, at, I've looked at him, on. we've all seen him online. He's really engaging, and all his motivational stuff is really motivational. You know, you can't really argue with it, but it's all the other, all the other awful toxic stuff that goes with it that's the problem. But kids are kids are going to be attracted by the motivational stuff. And that's absolutely right. It, it is motivational. A lot of what he says is very exciting for yeah. boys who are young or men who are young who want to feel, you know, that burst of energy about getting things done yeah. in life and being successful. And it's interesting because what's happened is that, because because then you say, well, why? Yes, he's successful, but why so successful? Why is he getting so many followers? And that's to do with algorithms. Yeah, and he's also appealing to the vulnerability in in these young men, these young boys, you know, ones who maybe feel that things are difficult or they're not, you know, they're not doing what they want to do. And, you know, normal, normal young male thinking, you know, who am I? What's my identity? What, what do I want to do? And, you know, life can be difficult. He's offering an easy fix, isn't he? You can have this, you don't have to do much, you just have to have to, you know, follow me and do what I say and, and not have any empathy or compassion to anyone and and go at it and be violent in the process it's it's hideous yes and and it's wonderful to have a strong man if you're looking around you and everybody around you seems to be overweight and tired and you know having somebody who's who looks fit yes and who's flying around in private jets and carrying guns and saying i can do what i want if i'm like this it is interesting though because there are lots of motivational speakers out there some really amazing ones and they are not picking up the same interest as him and that's where we come to the algorithm so um, ISD is an organisation that claims to be powering solutions to uh, ex- extremism, hate and informa- disinformation. Uh, their head of communications and editorial, Tim Squirrel, points out that uh, when it comes to Tate's ideology, there's a mix of red pill culture, which I've mentioned, mm-hmm. hustle culture. Yeah. And it's kind of a resurgence of early 2010s men's rights activist culture. Mm. But And the reason I mentioned algorithms is that they're critically important. So what happens is that you mentioned boys going in out looking for answers, yeah. which is 100% what we as teenagers all do. Yeah. Everybody's trying to find their identity. They're trying to figure out what their place in the world. How does this work? Mm. You know, I want a girlfriend. How do I get yeah. one? What does what do I do? And the algorithms, you just watch one of something can result in 
a lot of other things being served up of that same thing. Yeah. So YouTube Shorts uses um, quite a lot of red pill content mm. um, to follow on from things that have happened before. Now, he's been banned from a lot of these platforms. Yeah. He's only on Twitter. Yeah. But his followers, he's encouraged, he's incited his followers to put things up yeah. that will then follow on when someone searches for this information. Yeah. So say a boy goes on and searches for, you know, how do I get a girl or how do I get strong or whatever. Very quickly, they will find themselves being pushed information. Yeah. And he puts he pushes the really controversial stuff that he says and that gets spammed about and that gets more interest because people are attracted to that and so it goes it's a circle. yes so so what separates for example tiktok from other platforms is how aggressively the algorithm optimizes and the volume of people uploading similar kinds of content mm. and youtube shorts has tried to mimic that mm. and tate specifically encouraged his audience to upload videos of him resulting in yeah. you know his, the, his content flooding the platform yeah. and he was encouraging them to post the most controversial stuff so that it will provoke arguments. Yeah. And once you've provoked an argument, you get more engagement. Yeah, it's very clever. And then that it's called, you know, it's clickbait. It's yeah. standard outrage bait. And the platforms are not doing anything about then, it. They're not willing to be accountable. because no, it's getting it. attention for them. It's, it's really, really bad. Absolutely. But he is not a lone phenomenon. He is actually part of this whole problem. And, you know, YouTube influencers are able to reach people by using clever keywords and techniques. So I think one of the messages here is that, you know, we need to understand how these algorithms and the messages that people are using, like Tate, mm. are being abused to to lure in our teenagers yeah. And that they are being manipulated they by are. this. They are, but you know, it, it's very makes makes them and us very powerless, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and it's no accident that this is the same audience. These young men, it's the same audience that far right groups and ultra nationalists target. Yes. Um, th this woman Bates, who was doing this research, she says that extremist groups are actually targeting boys at younger ages. She's read manifestos from leaders of those communities trying to target boys who are 10 or 11 wow. because they're, they're trying to figure out the yeah, world. Yeah. And if you can start early, you can really, you, you can embed your philosophy in their brains yeah. and it's very hard to reach. Yeah, and, and we all love a scapegoat, don't we? You know, all the, oh, all the bigoted, bigoted ideas. You know, we love a scapegoat if it's women, if it's race, if it's religion, you know, or let's blame it on them and, you know, as a reason for... for why something isn't easy for me to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. We all do. Yeah, we absolutely are. Guilty myself too. Yeah, um, and it's quite a subtle process that these recruiters use. And one of the hunting grounds they use is multiplayer online games. Mm. Because what they'll do is they'll go into the multiplayer game, they'll drop some, you know, slightly incendiary content, see whether it lands, yeah. and then they move them on to chat rooms where they're talking about gameplay, but actually they're they're trying to groom them into these communities yeah, so this is far right because they're already i mean i have boys who game they they already have their adrenaline pumped they're already yes. shooting and in the middle of this war so it fits in really beautifully there yes really absolutely way. fits the images doesn't it yeah. and y y she says if the far right were infiltrating our schools um you know or just salafi jihadists um with these sorts of narratives they'd be shut down yes. there'd be much more outrage wouldn't yes. there yeah. so you mentioned 
that a lot of what he's saying, or, 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 or sorry, a lot of the messages mm. that the boys are reading are very motivational. Yeah. I agree. I decided to go into his war rooms, yeah. which is on his website. <laughs> and I read his, <laughs> well, I read his tenants. He's got, I think, sort of 41 tenants. Yeah. And um, and it, and it's it's hilarious because they're, they're actually really good things, yes. but they don't, go along with a lot of the other stuff he does or says no, no, right this is a problem there's, there's dissonance there completely and the problem is is an 11 12 13 14 year old boy going to see that no and we you know he and on his twitter feed i was looking at that this morning he you know he's using nelson mandela quotes oh, which is just oh, you know, how dare he shoot me. but <laughs> how dare he yes but you know he's trying to align it, himself it sounds, with these things really good yeah you know it just and young boys will be like, oh, wow, he, he's using that. Then he must be okay. Yes. And the visuals, for example, on the Man Room, I haven't seen the Hustlers stuff he's got, but the visuals, he'll go, he'll say international. Yeah. And then he'll show an, him in a private jet. And then he'll show a lot of watchers. And then he'll show him holding guns. And then him saying, I have a right to be with my me- fellow men. And it's all these... It's a caricature. It's a caricature. It's almost funny, yes. Because yeah. when you look at this stuff, but what he's actually displaying is precisely what a 14-year-old boy is going to think is successful. Yes, successful. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, but he's giving a really false image of of masculinity um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we've spent many years trying to teach boys that being masculine doesn't mean you have to be like that. (laughs) You can also, you know, embody the feminine. You can also, and it's really important that you're able to be soft and empathetic and compassionate and can talk about things. And he's he's just kind of got rid of all of that. Mm. So it's almost like we've gone completely backwards. Yes, and I I get it. I get the the message he's handing out because there's this sense that, you know, it's dog, his his world that he's creating, that he's he's selling is dog eat dog. You're either winning or you're not. And I remember it being quite a bit like that when my career started yeah. and feeling like, you know, you either were going to beat the other people yes. in your teams or whatever. And we were put into teams mm. to try and control that. Yeah. But at the same time, you knew that you had to be on yeah. top. And it was only as I grew up yeah. as a as an, an into an adult and a working adult that I realized how incredibly powerful it is when you form allies. Yes. Well, it's the, it's the whole abundance scarcity mindset. So mm. scarcity mindset is there's not enough to go around and we're, we're, we're fighting each other for scraps. You know, there's not enough. So it's dog eat dog. And I have to be better than you. Otherwise I lose. Abundance mindset is there is more than enough to go around. And if we help each other, if we lift each other up, there is more for everybody. And it's, 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 yeah, it's very, I love that. That's a really good way of summarizing what we need to be saying to our kids. Absolutely. About the difference between the way he's portraying the world and the way it genuinely can be. And unfortunately, our culture is very, in a capitalist society is, is, is scarcity mindset. It's all built Mm. around that. And um, if we can teach them abundance, the world would look very different in everything. Yes. Yes. Um, and he's using his platform to promote Hustlers University, which is a quick how to get rich in the digital age, lessons ranging from copywriting to crypto investing. And so he's, you know, charging people for this. He's making money, guys. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's trying to pull in as many people as yeah. possible, be as controversial as possible, because yeah. the more people who are talking about him, the more money yes, he'll make. Yes, exactly. It's a scam. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of seems to believe it. Yes. So, uh, you know, a lot of it, I, I said to my husband, what do you think of Andrew Tate? He just said, who? So he's oh, okay. just not done. He, and he literally thinks he's a total loser yes. when I mentioned who he was and said, I really don't want to even know about him. Yep. 
And my husband's a powerful alpha male. Yeah. <laughs> he just says those those are that's kind of sounds like somebody who's a bit of a loser. Yeah. Who's trying to, you know, <laughs> the, the really strong thing. guys can admit their failings. Yeah. They can accept when they yeah. get things wrong, talk about it. Yes. And this is, you know, yeah. not the sort of person I'd spend any time with. No. Um, that's because he's incorporating the feminine into the masculine. Correct. <laughs> it, correct. And it's possible. It's possible <laughs> and really good and really healthy. And the problem is that their version of how to be a man in this, you know, dog eat dog world is I'm going to just do one quote of his to give to give people who may not know who he is a sense. One of his quotes was, she's my property. So if she's selling herself, she's selling my property, like we're going to rent my house and I, I get the money, right? Mm. You're my chick, you're my property. You're going to sell pictures of my property. Cool, where's my money? Yeah. Right. That's his mindset mm-hmm. that he's, you know, a woman is his property. Yes. So, yeah, my my I asked my kids, you know, talking about your husband, his reaction. Um, so I have an almost 18 year old. How I've, that's happened. I'm not sure, but that's another story. <laughs> still alive. He's still going to school. <laughs> we're nearly there. We're nearly there. He's nearly an adult. <laughs> yeah, that uh, doesn't happen every night. Not? Has anyone told you that? Damn it. No. <laughs> um, and he, ha- he, has, he was very opinionated about um, Andrew Tate. I can't really repeat what he said mm. on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he thinks he's an absolute loser and an idiot. And he said, actually, anyone who's actually had a conversation with an actual woman would realise what an idiot he is. Mm. Mm. Um, my younger boy and he had a mate in the car, and I asked, so they sort of squirmed as I asked, and he was like, "Mom, stop it." <laughs> <laughs> um, they obviously knew who he was, and they didn't have many opinions, but were in agreement that he was he was a total loser and an idiot. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't a very in-depth conversation. But the the general was that no, we 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 think he's an idiot. He's horrible. My daughter didn't know much about him. A bit. Yeah, I mean, my daughters know a lot about him yeah, because yeah. they are so incensed. Yeah. Um. What what we don't want to do is um draw battle lines. No, I think because no. and what's interesting is that a lot of girls don't really go for that. No, uh, a and lot also, of girls do. Yeah, but a lot of girls yeah. don't. And the problem with you know the incel culture is yeah. they feel like you know I've got nothing to trade online. I haven't got a you know a college degree from the top university. I I haven't got lots of money. Mm. I don't look like these no. guys. How am I supposed to attract yeah. a girl? Well, maybe meet some in real life because yeah, exactly. actually you may exactly. find that they're, they're perfectly pleasant to yeah. talk to and how do we how do we approach it with our boys which is what the question yes. was wasn't it and yes. I think that's really really key that we can break it down into you know what's the good in he's saying which is all the motivational stuff which is actually quite good um, but maybe we can find that elsewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then what's the bad stuff like what's what do you think is masculine? You know, what what do you think is a, a good way to be a man in the world? What what are your values in that? And do they match this or not? And I, mean, I love that. And I think that's absolutely spot on. And what we what we have to do is we have to avoid silencing boys. Yeah. Our silence is their oxygen. Yes. These, these, these. So we have to be prepared though to hear stuff that we may not yes. want to hear. So actually when we say um, what do you think, mm. like like you said, yeah. um, we can't say when they tell us something that's uncomfortable mm. or we disagree with, well, that's not appropriate or you mm. shouldn't. And you can say, do, are you aware that that's mm. considered to be misogynistic? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. You need to, we need to be, give them a space to think their yeah. thoughts through. Yeah. 
and be able to discuss them without us telling them they're bad or they're wrong. Yeah, because that just shuts down the conversation like we've talked about many times or telling them they're wrong or saying, you know, you mustn't follow this guy or he's bad. They just do it when you're not looking. Yes, and, well, absolutely, but also... Okay, what is it about those yeah. messages that's so appealing? Because yes. like we said, I, I totally get it. I read some of the things he says and yeah. I think, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm going to get up today and I am going to do that yeah, work. Exactly. And these people are lazing around. Yeah. And, yeah. But he's also a denier of depression. Yeah. He's a denier yes. of all sorts of things yeah. that uh, we know. Social anxiety doesn't exist in his opinion. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he, like he's just saying you're weak. If you, mm. if you have any yeah. issues, you're weak. Mm. Um, but follow. We, we we can suggest some some good motivational speakers that they can get that that inspiration from in a, in a healthy, positive way, rather than with all the gunk that he offers with it. And talk about what because what's what's really appealing to to boys. I don't think a lot of them are actually looking at. Oh yeah, I want to beat women up and no. have them as slaves or any. I don't think that's what's attracting them. No. I think what's attracting them is his lifestyle, his emphasis on physical fitness. Mm. And, you know, being strong and the other stuff comes in underneath that because then they think, oh, to do that, I then have to be that. So it's about picking apart. Yeah. Do you want a luxury lifestyle? Okay, if you want a luxury lifestyle, then you have to discuss how that happens. Yeah. And it's it's really hard nowadays because there are so many Instagrammers who appear to do nothing. And and have these plush lifestyles. Yeah, and I think that's what's attracting a, a lot of a lot of them is that he's making it. He's explicitly saying that it's easy. It's easy mm. to have what I have. You just have to do this and this, and then they can and you sort have to of, work at it, though. Yeah, yeah. He's saying you have to yeah. work at it, but that it's it's kind of he's giving them a, a route map. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. And he's saying if you're in the matrix, you think you should be out there doing yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm going to open your eyes and I'm going to show you how you can do things a different way that yeah. will bring you vast amounts yeah. of money. And and teenagers hate being manipulated. Yes. So if we can kind of point out that where it's not in alignment and where he, they're being scammed, yeah. they, they don't like that. No. They, they, feel, they feel that. So that's it. So looking for the inconsistency. So we do have to engage. Unfortunately, it may involve having to talk about Andrew Tate mm. and do some research. Yeah. But it's, it's about looking for the inconsistencies yeah. in what he's saying and where, so this is good, this isn't good. Yeah. And you don't have to be yeah. that per, the bad person to have no. the good, pe- good stuff. Like Nelson Mandela, I don't think ever... Um, you know, force women into <laughs> subjugation oh in the way that Andrew Tate talks no. about. And yet he's still quoting Nelson yeah, Mandela. I'm sorry, but it's not a good... Not cool. And maybe asking them, you know, who do they who do they think are great male role models, mm. you know, either in the media, but also in their in their daily lives. Maybe that's more appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. with family members or, or, you know, where they go to school or in their clubs. Who's, who's, who do they think is a great um, masculine role model and why? What do they like about them? And it's probably not the stuff that Andrew Tate is spouting. It will yeah. be other things, you know, because what he's showing is a world where it's it's just, it's so harsh and so cold mm. and there are none of the, the beautiful parts of being mm. a human. And... Mm. Um, uh, like you know being kind or mm. or what effect do you have in the world so if you have all the uh, he had a spat with Greta Thunberg didn't it it became a massive thing and they're wondering whether that's why he actually got caught in the end because it was a pizza box I, that was that was debunked that yeah okay yeah. Um, but there was the idea that you know he doesn't care about the environment for example you know he was laughing about it so um 
what if you know what effect do you want to have on the world you you, you make an impact on the people around you and and is that what you want mm. um, probably not yeah i love that and it, so so it's about having a group of men that you can perhaps talk about yeah. that might inspire them um i'm going to put a list of the ones that i've managed to pull out on our website so mm. that you know in the blog post so that people yeah. can actually see you know suggestions if yeah. you if you're struggling to find somebody who's online or who's a big name who yeah. might inspire that's your great. son that's a great idea um and these are successful people trevor noah stephen bartlett who does star yeah. of a ceo who's you know he and he's very comfortable talking about his feelings but yeah. he's also very successful he's made mm. a lot of money um and he's a serial entrepreneur the you know you don't have to be this horrible person. No. and he unpicks that horrible toxic masculinity yes. and discusses it. He's so brilliant. it's very helpful. Yes. Jay Shetty is, is, is yes. another one. Yes. Um, we also need to arm ourselves with the facts. So what's happening is, for example, this lady, Laura Bates, who was going in and talking to people and they were coming up with sheets of paper, coming up with facts. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be able to have the answer immediately. So if they say yes, but mm -hmm. say, oh, that's really, thanks for showing me that yeah. fact that you think's a fact let's go and actually look at it yeah and show them how to unpick what they're hearing or seeing mm. and question whether it's real or not mm. and this is about teaching reasoning and you know we talk about the three r's reading writing and rhythmic what's rhythmic mm. um actually we need reasoning as well and yeah. it's about listening to what people are saying and then saying i do or i don't like that and that yeah. does or that resonates with me but i can accept that i don't want all of yeah that's a great idea a really great idea and also maybe asking them we've i've mentioned you know asking what they think a, a, a man is but what what do they like in women what do they value mm. oh i like what, that how yes do they absolutely see women like the women that they know and maybe if they're really young you know they might still be at that phase where they haven't she haven't spoken to a girl even though they probably sit next to them in maths yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know who do they know and who do, why do they like them and and what do they value like you know their yeah. mother their sister yes. their cousin their neighbor you know what what's what does it mean to them and give them space to talk about yeah. how you get a girl and how are they annoying what way are they annoying yeah yes, yes. how do they get yeah. a girl? Yeah. Well, yeah because this is stuff yeah. that bothers them of so course. actually and they're probably really um embarrassed about it uncomfortable yeah. and trying to figure this stuff out well yeah. actually let's talk about yeah. it and give them tips yeah right we haven't got horns no <laughs> no and th th that point you made is really really key mm. because my husband pointed out that uh one of the techniques used by agents mm. uh who had been captured um if they were a woman they were told one of the ways that you could save yourself from really unpleasant things that men might do to you mm. is start engaging with them about their mother mm. or their sister or some female in their life interesting yeah. because what it does is it's it start it switches the brain to thinking about so for example what does your mother do for you yeah what does she mean to you what does your sister what's the good and bad about your yeah. sister i don't know if it's always going to work because i know no. that these two andrew tate and his brother have a sister who's fled to kentucky and who, yeah. i immediately know. googled who's the who is their mother mm. <laughs> what's yeah. the story um it's, yeah yeah so this is we we've covered what we can with this mm. it's a very big topic it's incendiary i'll probably get trolled for it mm. uh i put something up that a school teacher had suggested on instagram and i got two um 
people trying to lure me into an argument um, yeah. that wasn't very nice. But I'm just I refuse to be goaded. You're very savvy. I just well, I just don't care. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I just say, well, yeah. Why do you think that? Yeah. Come on, let's talk about it. And but they don't want to talk. No, but the discussion is so important. And I think, it's really I think important. It's, it's made me just having this conversation is making me want to just go and check with my kids. Mm. We've had all these conversations that we've just both suggested. <laughs> mm. They're really important, yeah. and yeah. we, you know, we get we get caught up in our busy lives, don't we? Of, yes. of the day to day but this stuff is is important and likewise with girls saying you know how do you feel about boys yeah. don't just demonize yes. them they're not all doing you know they, they want they want relationships they want to be successful yeah. that you know we have to be soft as well mm. as you know direct yeah, you yeah. have to be prepared yeah. to give them the chance to say how they feel yes yeah? Yeah. and and get the girls to call the boys out if they come with yes. this kind of behavior absolutely what do you think uh have you had any issues with this do you know whether your sons have been accessing this material um has it been talked about in their schools it might even be worth just bringing up the words that we've mentioned and mm. seeing whether they you know light a fuse yeah. whether the boys you know are accustomed to using those words yeah. and whether they really know what the origin of this stuff is yeah. because they may well have clicked into a zeitgeist but not really understand yeah. what that zeitgeist is yeah. mm? and it can be i think it can be the classic can't it we don't want to talk about it because then it's a thing mm. and um we don't want it to be bigger than it needs to be but mm. if we don't talk about it then and they find it themselves that's worse yes Yes, absolutely. Our silence is their oxygen. Yes, yeah. So if you've enjoyed this episode, then why not help other parents? Tell your friends, tell the school, subscribe to our podcast, and it would be a massive bonus if you please leave a review. Um, you can also sign up to receive all the latest at our own website where there's a blog, reviews, links. I will put the a few sort of names of people that you could actually look at that might help your sons find role models that are perhaps a bit more positive. The address is www.teenagers.com untangled.com and Susie can be reached on her own website which is www.amindful-life.co.uk so many it's lots of really good blogs there lots of thinking things that you can do to help yourself when you're stressed and you can contact her and she will talk to you for free for 15 minutes well 15 minutes yeah (laughs) as opposed to some of these man whatever manosphere people who are charging thousands of pounds for a 15 minute consultation bargain it's a bargain (laughs) yeah it's all quality though (laughs) okay (laughs) that's it for now bye bye for now (laughs) 